Welcome to episode two of Astronomy Outreach Podcast, Better with Binoculars. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to talk about binoculars and how they relate to astronomy outreach. Typically, when we set up for astronomy outreach, we think of our fellow amateur astronomers setting up tripods and big reflectors, their Schmidt-Cassegrains, maybe a computer or two. Every once in a while, you'll see one of our folks setting up binoculars. And when they do, usually the binoculars aren't something you can pick up at the regular store down the street. They're something that they ordered online that are massive. They're ginormous. They're not something regular people are used to looking through. And that's all fine and good because with big binoculars, you can really zoom in on some fantastic objects. So that's great. But when it comes to outreach, one of our goals is to get people aware of the night sky, maybe bring people into the hobby, get people interested in just looking up. And they're not going to do that with a pair of 20 by 80 binoculars. They're going to pick up a pair of, you know, 8 by 50s, 10 by 50s from Academy, from Walmart, from, you know, local sports store, from a big box store. Maybe they might order it from Amazon. My point really is that everyone knows how to look through a pair of binoculars. And everybody knows what they are. They don't have to come up to a telescope and say, oh, how does this work? Oh, what is this? Where do I look? You set up a pair of binoculars, they know right where to go. If you've got a pair of binoculars set up, then they're easier to point at some naked eye objects that while you've got the person in front of you, you can point to the sky and say exactly where you're looking. And they can see it with their own eyes sometimes. It's the perfect device to set up for astronomy outreach. But then that does beg the question, how do you set up a pair of binoculars for astronomy outreach? Let's think about your friends that have Schmidt-Cassegrains, for example. Some of them with the Dobbs, it takes a little time. But if you're setting up a C-11 at an astronomy outreach event, it's going to take you a while to do that. You've got to set up the tripod. You've got to put the scope on the mount. You've got to get it aligned. Yeah, you can push some buttons and be up and running pretty quick. But compare that to the setup time for a pair of binoculars. It's a big difference, isn't it? Now, my setup tends to be a simple portable tripod with the binocular mount on top and a pair of 10 by 42 binoculars. But I do have a parallelogram and I've got a pair of 15 by 70 binoculars that I use for outreach purposes. I've used those for the Astronomical League binocular programs, you know, binocular double star, binocular deep sky, binocular messier. I love my 15 by 70s. They do the, the job I need them to do. That doesn't mean I expect you all to go out and buy a parallelogram. They're not cheap. That doesn't mean I expect you to go out and buy, you know, $100, $200 pair of binoculars. A lot of my friends, they have the Celestron 15 by 70s I've got the Orions. I actually won those in a contest where I dressed my 4.5-inch scope up as Charlie Chaplin for an Orion telescopes contest they had on social media. I got my parallelogram after I did some work with the art community where they do an event called Art Break, where they bus in about 12,000 second and third graders over the course of a week, and it paid good money. So at the end of that, I used that money towards buying a parallelogram. Now for outreach, a parallelogram is great because 
the mechanism actually allows you to raise and lower it without losing the object in the field of view. You nudge a telescope and it's gone and you need to get in and, and find the object again. But a parallelogram can adjust to different people's heights. It's great for kids who may not be tall enough to stand up to an eyepiece at a telescope. And the tripod itself can be raised and lowered. In terms of versatility, it's a lot better than a lot of telescopes that we use. Now, if all you have is a tripod, that's great. You know, get the binocular mount, screw it into the binoculars, and then try and keep it at a comfortable position for people to look through. The other night when we were doing outreach, I set up my parallelogram and the Pleiades were almost straight up. Luckily, I had the parallelogram because that made it easier to look straight up. If you have a tripod, if, I don't know if you've ever tried to do this, but it's not comfortable raising a tripod and then getting underneath it to look at something straight up. Side story, when I did my binocular messier program with the Astronomical League, I was using a tripod in my 15 by 70s and I sketched the Andromeda galaxy in that position. It was almost straight up. I had my binoculars pointed in that direction and I was underneath my tripod and it was really, really uncomfortable. You don't want to do that to the people that come to our outreach events, right? So that's something to consider when you're planning on setting up binoculars for this purpose. Anything that you don't enjoy doing with binoculars is probably true of them as well. Now let's ask the question, what do you want to look at? The targets are usually wide field, they can be planetary, and the moon is really easy to look at through a pair of binoculars. You can use you know, 10x, 8x, 15x magnification. It's not going to show a whole lot for some of the smaller objects, but open clusters like the Pleiades are easy targets. Even large galaxies like M31 are easy to pick out if you know where to look. If you've got a darker sky, it's, it's much easier to star hop, but it doesn't take much to point your binoculars at some of the more common targets that we all know and love and get them in the field of view. What's really cool is when you can see the double cluster naked eye, you can see the Pleiades naked eye and say, hey, you see that? And it makes the person you know, use their night vision, look at an object they didn't otherwise know was there, and then say, okay, now take a look in the binoculars. Tell me what you see. Or you guide them and you say, you're going to see this cluster of stars. And you, while they're looking through the binoculars, you tell the story. You know, you talk about the Pleiades and Atlas and Pliny and mythology. You know, you talk about Andromeda and that it's coming right for us. That the Milky Way and Andromeda are going to collide someday. That gives you an opportunity while they're looking through binoculars to absorb some information. You can prepare them or you can actively talk them through it while they're at the binoculars. But let's talk planetary because to me that's one of the really common uses I've got for my little 10 by 42 binoculars. Jupiter is up right now. It's an easy target to hit and at every single outreach event that we've shown Jupiter, I've set up my binoculars with either the parallelogram or the tripod. And I have a talk prepared to give while people are looking at Jupiter in some of the other telescopes. Now when they look through the telescope, what are they going to see? They'll probably see maybe a low power view. They may see a view on a computer screen, but they're going to see the bands. They're going to see the moons, right? They're going to see surface details. Awesome. That's great. People love to see that. Aw, cool. 
right? You're going to hear that. Wow. They're going to say those things when they see Jupiter through a telescope. I got no problem with that. But here's the neat thing. Have them come over to a pair of binoculars. Look at Jupiter. Tell them they can see the four largest moons of Jupiter through a simple pair of binoculars. Those moons that they just saw through the telescope, they can see them through the binoculars. And they're going to love that to death. You can throw in stuff about how Ganymede is larger than Mercury. You can talk about possible missions to Europa. You can talk about Io and volcanism. You can talk about Galileo and how this all relates to the heliocentric model. You can talk about light pollution. Look, we were trying to show M31 the other night, and you could not see the stars in Andromeda to even hop there. And those of us in the hobby know you can go out to a dark site and see M31 naked eye. And so when you show them in the binoculars, hey, here's a galaxy, that blows them away right off the bat. Oh my God, I'm looking at a galaxy. But then to point out how light pollution is damaging our view of the night sky, that's dramatic. So suddenly a simple pair of binoculars opens up the field for all kinds of outreach points of interest, which is what we're there to do anyway. We're supposed to educate, we're supposed to inspire. We're supposed to get people enthusiastic about the night sky. A pair of binoculars can do that. Then what I like to do is I like to bring them into the hobby in some way, shape, or form. Link it to a meteor shower. Say the next time you want to look at a meteor shower, have a pair of binoculars with you to look up should the meteor shower wind down. Hey, pull the binoculars out take a look. There's a lot of stuff up there you can see. Tell them that they don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to get into this hobby. Tell them to go over to Walmart, buy a $50 pair of binoculars, a $20 pair of binoculars. It doesn't matter. Even the $80. I mean, my 10x42s, I think, were in the $70 to $90 range, which isn't bad. And I can use them during the day for all kinds of reasons. The point is, it's a low barrier to entry into this hobby. They don't cost very much. But a telescope, that's foreign. That's something they need to learn. That's something that's a major expenditure for them. They may not even have the room for a telescope. A pair of binoculars is something you can take around your neck and go out the door. You know, we get into uh, conversations on cloudy nights and other forums about, you know, what's the best scope? And the best scope is the one you use. The one you're going to use the most might be a pair of binoculars and not a telescope at all. Link it to what they already do. Hunters, birders, people that like to travel, people that go to sporting events and sit in the stands. Those folks already have a pair of binoculars. Just link it to the hobbies they already enjoy. Look at ourselves. Look at other amateur astronomers. Look at you know, what happens when you go to a star party. Here's what I've learned. A lot of us, yeah, we've got a pair of binoculars. Guess what? We like to go birding. I don't know how it happens, but we end up during the daytime at star parties. We got nothing else to do. We pull out the binoculars and go you know, looking at birds. Out at Okitex, we're looking through binoculars at the mesas in the surrounding area. So we have the same sort of interests they do. You know, show that that's something we have in common. What you need to do is provide an example to them, you know, whatever it may be. And then say, hey, you can go to the store tonight, pick up a pair of binoculars, and get out under the sky and do what we're doing right now. You may have just inspired someone to join your astronomy club right then and there. Now let's take a look back at what I discussed and what the impact is. Not only are they going to see something that makes perfect sense to them, 
but they're going to see that, hey, I can do this too. And suddenly you've got someone that sat there through the entire conversation you just had and listened. A lot of times we get people, they look at the eyepiece, they take a look, they get up and walk away. With a pair of binoculars, I've noticed that people will stay there and talk with you more than just with a telescope. Now, I know we all have those weird characters that come up to our telescopes and then they go off talking about whatever it is they know about our hobby or just astronomy in general. Aliens, doesn't matter. We all know those people. But with binoculars, I've noticed that people will sit there and talk with you. They open up a lot more when it's this less imposing device in front of them that they're familiar with. So I hope that my experiences with using binoculars for astronomy outreach has shown you that there's a lot of potential there that may be untapped. But it goes back to the original idea behind this podcast. What I see is a lack of enthusiasm. Your love of the night sky is easy to share. It's infectious, more infectious, if you've got a pair of binoculars in front of you. So if you're an amateur astronomer, you don't have a pair of binoculars, go out and buy some. They don't have to be expensive. I love my 15 by 70s. You don't have to get those. Get a pair of 10 by 50s. A lot of companies sell them. There are a lot of options out there. But have something that you can just bring along for outreach. You'll be glad you did. I'm coming up on the 15-minute mark here soon, so I'm going to let you all go. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in Episode 3.